Hallelujah. This is Wellspring of Hope Weekly Bible Study. And I welcome you into this moment again. I am Mike Oluwatobe, the writer of your favorite daily devotional, Wellspring of Hope. We thank God for the light that God shined on our path last week. And we are still continuing in the series of our teaching about the question of who a Christian is. Who is a Christian? Last week, we were able to establish the fact that the disciples of Christ are the one called Christians. According to Acts chapter 11 verse 26, Acts 11 verse 26 revealed to us, you know, the Bible told us clearly that in Antioch were the disciples called Christian for the first time. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that at a whole year they assembled themselves together with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So, today we'll be explaining further the subject of Christ. Because the subject of Christianity is Christ. The one who we are to conform into or to be transformed into is Christ. Now, the kind of discipleship of Jesus, you know, is, of course, the world has several uh, people who also have disciples who follows them. In fact, in the book of Acts chapter 4, when, uh, chapter 5, when the the Pharisees called the children of uh, the, the disciples and to question them. And they were looking at what they are doing and they were challenging them and cautioning them not to use the name of Jesus. And then they, they were buffeting them in the Acts chapter 5 and warning them, threatening them not to use the name of Jesus anymore to preach. Now, a, 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 a Pharisee named Gamaliel stood up and began to analyze leaders who, or masters who have risen in Israel, who also had disciples. And after some time, when the leader died, they were all scattered. He mentioned about two of them. He said, let us watch these people also. If they be of God, you will not be able to bring them down. But if they are of themselves, they will also be scattered and we will know nothing about them anymore, just as the previous ones had been. And that is why I want you to listen very carefully. Because what Gamaliel said then, even to today, despite the fact that several people have had followers, and they have been dispersed, scattered. The moment their leaders died, they have no ground. 
But in Christ Jesus, there is something that makes us, you know, to still stand till this moment. And you have got to understand the implication of the Christianity you are practicing. And if you are not yet a Christian and you are listening to this message, you will come to light of our understanding why we kept pressing. We are not a people who are given to religion or trying to follow some rhetorics. There is a reality of God made manifest in Christ. So the world has their own disciples, but in Christ, when it comes to the disciples of Christ, there is something different. You know, the world's kind of disciple is that they have people who believe in their beliefs, who believes in their ideology, who believes in their view about people, view about God, view, view about life. But for us, it is not an ideology. There is something beyond ideology. It is called called a recreation. This kind of relationship, discipleship relationship with Christ is actually a recreation. And that's why it's different. That's why it's so, so, so different from that of the world. Now, you know, we, these disciples Jesus was speaking to that time, they were people that he spoke to in Luke chapter uh, we read it last week, Luke chapter 9 verse 23 and then Luke chapter 14 verse 26 and also in Matthew chapter 16 verse 24. I, I want to read that Matthew 16 24 again because it's a scripture we read last week and uh, I want to read it again so that you know what we are up to Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 it says and then said Jesus unto his disciples if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me now he was speaking to a set of people who were under the old covenant they are Jews who were under the covenant of of Moses. They were guided and then they are are under the covenant that God made with the children of Israel when they left Egypt. Now, he is trying to bring them into a new dimension. Now, the Pharisees were the disciples of Moses. They praised the Praise to our disciples of Moses of that age. But Christ was bringing them to a reality, a not like a confirmation into what God had planned before the foundation of the earth. You know, Christ told them when they were asking Jesus about who he is, he said he is the fulfillment of that law. So, and when Paul was writing in the book of Galatians, he said the law was given to us as a schoolmaster, Galatians chapter 4, to bring them, he was talking to the Jewish nation at that time, 
making them to see what the purpose of the law that the law was given to bring them into a reality because from the very beginning God has a view and a vision of the kind of man that he created time will not permit us today we are not going to that today because we will still get there where we have to review the purpose why Christ came and then we have to go back to the book of Genesis so as to establish the reality, the desire of God concerning humanity. Like I said last week, God did not create a man that will be begging him. He created man in his image and after his likeness. So, the law was designed to guide man into those realities of his image and his likeness. Of course, when we talk about image and likeness, we have to know the image of whom we are talking about. God is spirit, and anyone that will worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the Bible clearly declared to us that God is spirit. So if we are created in God's image, then we are also spirit. We will still get there. I don't want to jump into the teaching <clears throat> too far. Beyond our lesson, I want us to build up gradually. So, this kind of discipleship is a discipleship that brings about a recreation. It's not just following an ideology. And that's one of the contrary ideas that several of God's children has. The spirituality of Christianity has been lost because we thought of it like any other religion of the world, whereby they had a leader emerge at a particular time, and after a while, he created a, he created a belief system, and that belief system becomes what becomes operational in the midst of the people. It becomes their guidance, it becomes their mode of operation, their belief system becomes the way by which they relate with the things that are created by God, the thing and, and the man created by God. Neighbors relate with each other based on the ideology that the, their several religions have introduced unto them. So, in a way, we also think that we also are like that. We are just a people following an ideology. And that's why when some young men came up, we began to think of can't we change some of these things? Can't we change some of these things? And so at the point in the in the in the heart of several young people, they think that the Bible has become a cake. We go to the Western world, that is what is really pressing in the Western world now. The Western world is really having a great challenge because suddenly young people are coming to together to say, Look, if you say this Bible is true, then it's it may be true, but it doesn't fit to this age. Because the, all these are coming up because there is a sense of following a particular ideology. Christianity is not an ideology. Christianity is not an ideology. It's not the idea of somebody. Jesus did not come to create another religion. God did not send his only begotten son 
to create a followership of another kind. He came to establish his desire which he had in mind when he created man in the first time. The first Adam that he created, he came to establish that reality through his own son Jesus. So, Christianity is a re- recreation. A recreation into what? It's a recreation to conform to his image, to his likeness, possessing his divine nature, possessing the righteousness that is of Christ. And because it's about a recreation, that is why in that Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 that we read, he said, if anyone, he was telling them, Jesus was telling them because they were coming from the old Jewish um, way of life and the based on the law of Moses. He said, if you will follow after me, then something has to happen to you. And what has to happen to you is that you have to deny yourself. Uh, you wouldn't understand what I'm saying until you go back to the book of Hearts when the when God was about to speak to Peter to visit uh, Colonials and to lead him to Christ. He saw a vision of how some animals were brought in a sheet and he had the spirit of God say, kill and begin to eat. And Peter said, no. From the day I was born, I have never put in my mouth what is called unclean. And the spirit of God said to him, again, he said, what I have made clean, thou shalt not call unclean. And it was in that vision, the thing came three times until it went away and he woke up from that vision. Now, what was the struggle of Peter? This is what Jesus was talking about. If anyone will be my disciple, he must forget himself. What Jesus was introducing to him that you have to forget about your life. You must be ready to separate yourself from your former life. You must be ready to die. Now, of course, these scriptures have been introduced to us and have been taught in several quarters to, to mean that uh, we must be ready to die for Christ. Yes, that do exist. But the first thing that Jesus was talking about in that scripture, the, 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 what Jesus was trying to introduce to those disciples, first was the spiritual death, the death of the old life, to take up a new life. That was what he was talking about. He spoke to them about bearing their cross. He spoke to them about denying themselves because he wants to recreate a new life. He was not telling them to carry the cross because he knows that they are going to be killed. No. He was not calling them to carry the cross so that they can, anywhere you go, they, they, they will kill you, so you'll be ready to die. His, that was not his impression in that verse of the scripture. He was introducing to them the process by which they will come into the reality of what God had planned and proposed for everyone that will follow Christ. Everyone that will come after Christ must come with a mind of conforming themselves to the image and the likeness of Christ. And that process is a process of death. Now, 
when Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, a popular scripture that we all know, Nicodemus came up and said, no one can do what you are doing except the Lord be with him. And the Lord responded and said, except a man be born again, he shall not see the kingdom of God. Then Nicodemus, understanding what Jesus was talking about, that he was actually talking about a rebirth. It was not a different language. The, 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 the response of Nicodemus showed to us that he understand that what Jesus was talking about was a rebirth. That was why he now, further, he, he now asked that question again. That uh, how can a man be reborn? Will I, as old as I am, enter into my mother's womb again and be reborn? Then Jesus began to express again the deep things of the Spirit. At a point, Nicodemus was confused. He said, how shall this thing be? And Jesus responded to him, are you not a teacher in Israel? Because this process of coming after Christ is a process of death. He that is born of flesh is flesh. He that is born of the Spirit is spirit. Jesus said to him, Marvel not that I say, You must be born again. A recreation, a rebirth. But that process is not a process whereby you enter into your mother's womb and come out. It is a process of death. That was what he was introducing to them when he said, You must carry your cross daily and follow me. You must carry your cross and follow me. You must carry your cross and follow me. That was what it meant. You must be ready to die. So, and this is what he had come to. That was what he was expressing to his disciples. But today, we that come to Christ, it is not cross that we carry. We have actually accepted that finish up because as that when he was talking to his disciples, he had not yet died, he had not yet gone to the cross, he had not yet suffered. But for us that came after his birth, after his death, we have we have come to accept this death. We died by faith. We will come to it later. So the process is the way of the cross that was that, that was why he said to them. If any man will follow me, let him deny himself, bear his cross, and follow me. So, it is the cross that hangs the human life. It is the cross that hangs the human life. Everyone who comes to Christ, listen to me, you are here, you are you are, you are a Christian, and you are hearing my voice right now, this is exactly what happened to you. If you don't understand this, then you need to rededicate your life. Because the baptism that was done for you, everything that makes you a Christian, if you are just a churchgoer, or probably you are born in the church, you are not yet a Christian. Until you come into this reality of what Jesus has done for us. And like I said, as the disciples bear their cross, it was a cross 
of death. So, they bore the cross and there they were crucified with him. So, coming to Christianity is coming into death. To be a Christian, you have to first die. Because, like I explained before, this death is about, it is a process of a recreation. A recreation. So, by death, the human life ends, and Christianity starts at resurrection. Uh, this is also one of the things that was hidden from me for many years. As I began to study, as I began to find out, you know, I, I mentioned it in, during the invite, that I myself was in a search. What I'm bringing to you is not something that somebody else preached somewhere. Of course, I listened and I read several books that convinced me by the Spirit of God that yet what the Holy Spirit was showing to me was correct. But the truth of the matter is that it was out of my sight that I came to this realization. Christianity did not start at the cross. Christianity starts at resurrection. At the cross, the human life ended. And at resurrection, a new man was born. And that was what was said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, a popular scripture that we know, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, all things are passed away, behold, all things are now new. So, I want to quickly read from Romans chapter 6, verse 14, verse chapter 1, chapter 6, verse 1 to 14. Romans chapter 6, verse 1 to 14. To establish what we have been discussing, where or where we are going. Now, I, I need to re-emphasize again that the ob- subject of Christianity or the want to conform to the old essence of Christianity is Christ becoming like Christ or becoming Christ. And that's it. You are not called, Christianity is not an ideology, I repeat again. And you know, and that's why I wonder why we have this division in the body of Christ. And, and I know why. Because we are trying to do what the Corinthian church were trying to do in First Corinthians chapter 4, where some of them say, I am for Paul, I am for Apollos. We are trying to conform to the image of our geo. We are trying to conform to the image of our pastor. And some of our pastors are trying to conform to the image of one Elijah, of Elijah, of uh, John, or Paul. Whereas, the image of the one that we are called to conform to is Christ. Christ is the object. Christ is the object. Christ is the focus. Christ is the is the is the is the reality of Christianity. It is Christ all the way. Nothing else. It is not the culture of some some, some places. It's not a it's not the Jewish culture. As somebody says uh, the white man's religion. Christianity is not a white man religion. It's not a religion of the Jews. A lot of Jews are here to accept Jesus Christ. It's not a culture or an ideology of a man who came from a particular region of the world. This is Christ. 
the image and the likeness of God. I want to quickly read that scripture and time is fast spent. Romans chapter 6 verse 1 to 14. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Now I want you to note that verse 3. Know ye not that as many of us that are baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. Verse 4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, and the body of sin, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, died no more, death has no dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but he that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, account yourself, reckon ye also yourself, to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in, in the loss thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instrument of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instrument of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under the grace. We would like to stop at this point this morning. But I want to reemphasize again that to be a Christian is to be recreated into Christ. And that process of recreation is the process of death. Every Christian is the one who has been planted with Christ in his death and has been raised back to life, to a new life. Just like the verse 4 of that chapter 6 of Romans said, we have been brought into a new life. And that new life, newness of life, is nothing but Christ. That is why we are referred to as Christian. So if the image and the likeness of what you are conformed to is not Christ, it is because you did not know. But in this series, you will get to understand it. You will get to know as you follow us. You will come to know who you really are. You did not you did not become Christian, you did not become born again to be your whole person. You did not become born again to remain in your whole life. Your life now 
is Christ. I pray the Lord will open our eyes to see Him in us in the name of Jesus. I would want to stop here tonight, this morning. We should go and reflect on those scriptures that we have spoken about and listen over this teaching again. And I pray as you listen, the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Just before I go, I would like to make this announcement. I was praying yesterday and the Lord said to me that we will be having a, a weekly healing um, prayers. So if you have someone that is sick, we'll be sending God's word through this medium. It's going to be called Wellspring of Hope Healing Voice. You are going to be hearing the voice of healing. And for as many that hears that voice, no matter the kind of sickness that may be in their body, they are coming out of it. Because the Lord called for it, His grace and His anointing is backing it. So, we'll be announcing to us when it will come up, but it's coming up very, very soon. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Till we meet next week, I declare that you remain ever blessed. You come into deep realities of Christ and the manifestation of His reality in your life shall appear to all men in the name of Jesus. Till I see you next week, have a great week in God's presence in Jesus' name.